Yes, yes, yes. On a Friday. Payday Friday. Styles and Watkins. It's like, not for us. It's for like, somebody. I was like, hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let me check. No, get your money up, not your funny up. That's what we're doing. 10 a.m., 2 p.m. You already heard Simone. Didn't take her very long. <laughs> Simone behind that. the glass Stepping today. Stepping all over the intro. On, no, no, no. It's good. Cut that. I want to I wanna hear it again tomorrow as I'm enjoying my weekend. Got Simone behind the glass. Chris Watkins, Alan Styles taking you up to 2 p.m., the Kings, you know, we talk so much about the Kings and who's a tough matchup for the Kings or who's a bad matchup for the Kings. It seems as though the Kings are a bad matchup for the Thunder. Jalen Williams, that guy is cooking every other team. Yep. He is Brickmaster Flex whenever he plays Love it. the Kings. Okay, Shea's going to do his thing. We'll talk about the De'Aaron Fox versus Shea Gilgis-Alexander battle. We'll also talk about where they stack up in terms of players 25 and younger. So we got that. Cam Newton follows up his take on Brock Purdy, Brack. Dak Prescott. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Two up. So we'll get into that as well. The Niners taking on the Cardinals. Are you worried about Kyler Murray? He's given them trouble Mm -hmm. before. And yes, you know, there's a lot going on for you Giants fans. The battle of San Francisco in terms of whether (laughs) that is the reason that the Giants are unable to get some of these free agents. Mm. Buster only was on a Bay Area station a couple days ago and had some things to say. So we'll get into that. Chris, how are you doing on this just a normal Friday if it ain't a payday Friday? Yeah, how you no, doing, my guy? It's, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, good to good to come come back after uh, watching that that battle of some of the best young point guards in the NBA yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, excited for the weekend. Excited for uh, excited for just a, a time to chill. I know I was just in Vegas last weekend, but. Didn't really feel like uh, much of a much of vacation, especially having to watch. Uh, apparently, the Raiders sc- just saved all their points for mm-hmm. Thursday. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely excited to just kind of relax this weekend. And we do talk, and you see me with my shirt on I right do. now. I know. It was a, a gi- nice it, shirt. It was a gift. Okay, it was a gift, but, you know, Devontae Adams, yeah. I didn't know how often I get to wear it because I thought he was going to be gone by now, <laughs> but Devontae Adams and Aiden O'Connell, I mean, what a roller coaster season for the Raiders, yeah. which I feel like you could just every use season. that statement yes. every single season. <laughs> Antonio Pierce does the one thing I think we said you can't do and put up a donut in this era's NFL right so how does he makes it even more confusing for Davis and the front office and the ownership group because the very next the very next week they put up a franchise record so I I don't know what happens there like I said we talk so much about the Niners on this show so we'll give some love to the Raiders you know you go out and the charge I mean Brandon Staley I know I, I I had to do it. It was a ve- it was very basic of me, but the Jamal Adams meme or video when he's locked out of the the building, <laughs> oh, I had too. to post that because it was just so perfect, right? People yeah. said people one up me said he's not even going to get on the plane. Yeah, they let no him way. get on the plane. I don't even know why they let him step out the second half. I don't. It either. was forty two nothing, brother. And it was like you you could <laughs> we could all see the writing on the wall at that what? point. And we've been talking about Justin Herbert and how hey is he a little bit overrated? Did we crowd know. him too fast? I, I think that man to, needs to climb the. MVP ranks. At I this mean, point. seriously, to even have these teams in or that team in contention or or the thought of contention. So Brandon Staley and his yoga poses are gone <laughs> from Los Angeles, and I we will see what the Chargers do next. I think the Chargers are still scary, though. I think if you are in the AFC West, yeah. 
you might be a little bit upset at the Raiders. I think he was going to get canned anyway. I would say so. He was going to get canned anyway. But so. if somebody, you know, the the Chargers, they're that, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't know, a problem situation that if everybody is going to sit there and say, maybe I can figure this out. And mm-hmm. if you figure this out, it could be a home run because right. you got the most important piece as far as the quarterback. But this is the what? they So they went from Anthony Lynn to. This will be his third quarterback in five years. Yeah. Like he'll enter next year, Justin Herbert, that is, with his third quarter, his third, third coach, coach yeah. in five years. So I, somebody. Not, third tar- and I don't know how many OCs he's had yeah. either. Third time's a charm. If they figure it out, I think it could be scary hours. Right. But I look at a guy like Austin Eckler, what do you have, nine? And yeah. I, get, I know they were playing from behind to start, right. but nine nine rushing yards. Okay. I mean, Austin Eckler, and he's. A, we'll talk about these athlete podcasts later on in the show. <laughs> I want to get Chris's thoughts. I want to get your thoughts, 916-339-1140. It's a Friday. The phone lines are open all day long. You got something to say. So a lot to talk about on this Friday, but let's take it back to the Kings and Neon Keon. Oh, yeah. You ever see somebody that gets their swagger right and they just got a different look about them? Yep. I'm telling you, and I know if you were either listening on our airwaves, you couldn't see it, but if you were watching the game or at the game, he was you walking around yeah. with some real deal swagger, mm-hmm. right? He After he he made a couple threes and he's sitting there, he's holding his follow-through <laughs> like he's Sasha Vazenkov. So he's doing all that. Then when he comes for the trap yep. and he tips the ball from yep. Shea, he lays on Don't, the ground and yep. he's just – he I can't even explain it, but he's just laying belly down on the ground, just smiling yep. like, I have I'm, arrived. Yep. I have arrived. What what can you even say about Keon Ellis and just – I mean, you talked about it and we saw it. We yep. saw it in the garbage time against the Rockets, which kind of started this whole thing, yep. and we saw it in the G League. That guy – he, he can shoot the basketball, yep. and he's shooting it with confidence now. Yep. And we're going to get into what that means for Davion Mitchell. Right. But really, this shouldn't be a data to be negative about anything. But no. honestly, Davion is a trade piece. So yep. we still got to keep this thing rolling. But let's take a second to talk about Keon Ellis. Crazy. And defensively, early on, we literally just had the conversation, hey, is there really a big difference? Keon, is Keon a friend of the show? Because he might have been listening and said, oh, I got something for y'all yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Keon, and I've I've been saying it. Keon's defense to me is is an, at an elite level. I mm-hmm. really think that was the thing that like that's his NBA skill. And Vivek, I say all the time, talks about guys having superpowers. Like De'Aaron Speed is his superpower. Keegan Murray's superpower is his three point shooting ability. List goes on and on. Keon Ellis' superpower is his defense. Mm-hmm. And you know, much like Davion Mitchell or Mo Harkless in the past or Casey Paula last year, the thing that was gonna it, the defense was needed. The, the the This Kings team needs defensive-minded players to play real minutes. Mm-hmm. The problem is, or the problem that they've had is, the offense hasn't been good enough. Like, if you're just going to – because the Kings offense clearly is still their primary superpower. There, there's high-scoring, high-efficiency offense is the thing that at the end of the day, that's the thing that makes this Kings team uh, so special or that's that's their superpower as, as a collective so you have to be able to still play on the floor and you can't be a guy that you just get left in the corner in the offense or the defense, the opposing defense, doesn't have to worry about you. So the fact that Keon is now confident in hitting threes, that's the last piece for him to to get solidified in the rotation for me. And, yeah, yesterday I saw it too. Like the level of, of confidence and swagger he had in, in that moment yesterday, in that very specific moment you're talking about, 
you could feel it in the entire stadium. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I can't wait to see what his next game looks like because it did feel like a, like you said, like a, I'm here. Like I, I, I belong. Kind there were of no moment. pump fakes. And there were no pump fakes. And when, he was shooting yeah, that thing. When last you're night. playing free like that, that's, that's a wonderful thing. Mike Brown yesterday was talking about the basketball gods and how turning down shots or turning down open looks mm-hmm. is like disrespectful or disgraceful to the basketball gods and you don't want to upset them. Keon, when he's playing in his flow state like that, is doing a service to the basketball gods because you can see just how how much better he looked yet. I mean, not that he's looked bad, I thought. I just think in the in this time Yeah, in this time where he's replaced Davion. It's been good, but it hasn't felt like, okay, I don't really know if we're getting more out of you than what we would from Davion. I think yesterday was a sign of, no, when this kid is 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 going, and this is just the beginning, he can really be a piece. I'm not saying he's going to enter the starting lineup or play 25 mm-hmm. minutes a night, but he's a guy who's definitely going to be a solid rotation piece that you can just rely on every night. Like I, I feel like at least you know defensively, you're going to get – maximum effort out of Keon every night. And I think he's he's definitely got the capabilities to be a 38-plus percent three-point shooter. Well, I think that's the biggest thing, right? We just talked about the money that these teams are able to allocate to backup point guards, yeah. okay? And we're going to talk a little bit about Brock Purdy later on in the show with the Niners taking on the Cardinals and why do people talk about Brock Purdy the way that they talk about him and the Niners as a whole because you're not paying Brock yet, right? And right. when you don't have to pay the quarterback, just like Russell Wilson, this is where you can make some things happen. Exactly. And I think, okay, Keon, he can earn, he'll earn he'll earn his bag if he keeps playing like this eventually, but for the time being to be, and he's going to get converted. I right. think, I think, yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's a, dis- that we, last we night got about. decided. Yeah. JT, we'll talk about JTA as well, signing. Obviously, yeah. I know I got a background on JTA, Bay Boy as well, and obviously he played for the Warriors so we'll talk about all that. I did want to note before we get to a break, though. I'm going to tell you right now, Chris, if passing up shots is disrespectful <laughs> to the basketball gods, Sasha Vizankov is the most respectful player Mad in respectful. the NBA right now. Yeah, I'll tell you that. That man's like a, like a pope or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Now we got the Malik Monk sound yeah. <laughs> Like when you go to the game. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we're talking Kings and OKC. Why are the Kings a bad matchup for OKC and thoughts on on the game. Yeah, there are a couple negatives that we can take from it as well. And by the way, 916-339-1140, did you have a problem with the refs last night? Did you think they were particularly bad? Chris and I spoke about it. We can get into our point of view, but we want to hear from you as well. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. We are joined by Simone behind the glass today. So we know... You'll be bobbing. Yeah. Friday. You will be bobbing your heads. <laughs> I don't know, Simone. I got to say, yeah. Nate had some bangers. He I had know. some slappers this week. I mean, week. the kid loves 3 6 Mafia. No, but there was no 3 6 Mafia. Really? He went deep in the bag, so I'm challenging you. I, and look, I got this is, something special for you, I think, coming up. Okay, at the well, it's not, look, hour. I rock with anything, but the sack chat and the yeah. text line, they're the ones they that'll say, it. hey, Nate's been doing his thizzle. Okay, we want to see what Simone's got. So this is like a DJ. This is the show within the show. All right? (laughs) So we're going to keep tabs on that as we take you up to 2 p.m. And we discuss Kings and OKC. I mean, this is a team second in the West. This is a team who, on paper, I believe should give the Kings some trouble. They're long. They're strong. I mean, everybody on that team is above 6'5", it feels like. Right, they wouldn't even let Davion 
get on the roster if that was the case. I don't know what's going on with that team. The point guard, they got Jalen Williams listed as a point guard. The, yeah, the Santa Clara one, right. shout out WCC. That, if that dude you is, were, you I were was, praising the WCC. The WCC was in full effect. You got so Santa Clara, you got two Gonzaga going on. And I'm thinking, these guys, these guys are huge. What is happening here? Yeah. You got Shea who just... Shea Gilgis Alexander is the maybe the coolest guy in the NBA. The way he does everything, yeah. it just makes his style me, is crazy. The, too. His I don't know if you ever see his pregame court, fits. Oh, all oh, the time. I'm just I, I'm just sitting there thinking I am so washed up because I'm looking at him <laughs> thinking that guy is actually cool. Yeah, that guy's way cooler. That than guy I is am. way cooler than I am. But I will say, I will say, as cool as he is, and yeah. I like, and I've said this to you before. Shea Gilch Alexander plays how D'Angelo Russell thinks he plays. That's, that's the problem there. But I will say, as much as I do like Shea Gilgis Alexander's game, he's one of the top players right now. I think he's seventh in the NBA MVP ladder. We'll mm. talk about that as well because somebody from the Kings that should be on that list is not on that list. So I got a gripe with the NBA.com MVP ladder. But as far as Shea... He's a young whippersnapper, he sure and he is. is a head snapper <laughs> and a head whipper. And he is a little – he's not as egregious as uh, James Harden back in the day, right? But he's a bit of a foul merchant. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he got to the line 18 times yesterday. And, uh, yeah, a lot of those were, like you said, he's he's driving the lane. He's going to throw his head back. And ah. he, he does, you know, in his defense, he, he does get a lot of contact because of the style of play that he does. Like you said, it's a little bit like a D'Angelo Russell style of play. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty herky-jerky, a lot of start-stop <laughs> motions. And it's just a lot of limbs, too. Yeah, like, the dude is 6'6", six, six with, like, 6'9", wingspan. Yeah. So, it's a lot of it's a lot of awkward movement and uh yeah the dude is you know like what he's octopus. doing he's, you look like an octopus when yeah, you were you doing that like this you know <laughs> no 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 those uh, in front of the car dealerships those blow up things oh, the, uh, that's what inflatable he, arm that's what Shea Gil just reminds me of a little bit yeah i mean he's he's got the arms for it and he's he's uh i mean he's he's excellent at attacking the basket and hitting that mid-range jumper but it it's just like i mean the kings to their credit yesterday it did feel like especially with De'Aaron pretty much canceling him out, it mm -hmm. felt like they were more than okay with saying, okay, if you want to do this, if you want to – I mean, Shea was completely taking over that game. Like, from mm -hmm. the from the jump, what, Shea yeah. had like 12 or something 10 points in the, yeah. the first – or 10 shot attempts in the first quarter. Nobody else on his team had more than four. Uh, it was clear that it was going to be, okay, Shea's going to try and put this team on his back and mm -hmm. just hope to get a little bit of something from somebody else. Right. Your boy Jalen Williams couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. He could not hit anything. And I really think that was the game, right? Yeah. Like, the Kings left him – like, they straight up left him open for end, threes. He had, what, at least three at open least three. threes. And yeah. if he hits two of those, like, the game goes different. Mm -hmm. And that – I mean, that's that's totally fine. Like, shout out Mike Brown for, for drawing up that game plan. Yeah. You got to know the other team's personnel and understand, like – Look, if Shea's going to get 43, he can clearly get wherever he wants, whenever he wants. He can get to the line whenever he wants. The Kings have been blitzing guys all season long if they're going to go off against him. Anthony Edwards, uh, uh, Steph Curry, mm -hmm. now you see it with Shea. They're more than willing to just let somebody else beat them if they're going to have Shea Gilgis just kind of go crazy. And and they, you got to live with the results sometimes. And Giddy missed some bad shots. Yeah. And, and Jalen Williams missed some well, plays. Chet, where are you? Chet. Chet, where are you? I don't know if it's a little brother thing because he had to go up against his Gonzaga yeah. big brother in he can't handle that into bonus. I think that's he did not is. want that smoke. And Chet has really—he's another guy to win. You know, it reminds me a bit, and I think the. 
Thunder are much better than the team I'm about to bring up. It reminds me a bit of the Giant, the New York Giants last season. So the New York Giants last season, that was a team that, you know, they play the Cowboys and then they'll get a, a primetime matchup, but you didn't see a lot of them. And I believe they played the Cowboys last Thanksgiving. So I thought to myself, okay, the New York Giants have been rolling with Dayball. I, w- I don't know anything really about them. Let me see. And I watched and I thought, what is the hype about? I don't I don't yeah. know what Daniel Jones is. It just seems like it's still just Saquon and right. the rest. So that's what it felt like watching the Thunder, even bit. though even though the Kings have played. But both times they've played the Kings, right. I'm thinking, these guys are number two in the – where is – and yeah. I know it's just – They just haven't showed up against They just the have Kings. not showed <laughs> up. I know they can play, yeah. but they cannot do it against the Kings. No, I don't know what it is. It, it, it might be a, a, a – strangely enough, it could be that the Kings do match up really well with them, though OKC, like you mentioned – doesn't have anybody below six four. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they also really don't have a center besides Chet, and that's the thing that killed them last year. Last yeah. year they were literally running other Jalen Williams, right. who's like six seven, six eight. Yeah. He was their primary center for a lot of last year. So the Kings actually, in a weird way, do have a size advantage while uh, running out Keegan and, and HB. And then, you know, we forget Kevin Herter's also sneaky six seven as yeah. well. De'Aaron's a six four guy. They actually match up pretty perfectly with them, and and the Kevin Kings, Herter six seven. He's six 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 seven. Yeah, he's he's listed at that. And so, in a weird way, the Kings match up well and almost have the size advantage over a team like OKC, and they almost never have a size advantage mm-hmm. over a team. So, excuse me. As uh, you know, I think they just take advantage of that opportunity, especially yeah. when they've been playing teams that have had extreme length, and they've almost had to. You know, going against a team that doesn't have it, it's it's got to feel like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I can see everything. Yeah, yeah. Passing lanes are open. I don't have hands and limbs in my face anymore right. when taking jump shots. Almost feels like you're taking ankle weights off all of a sudden. So I I do think there's a little bit of that, and I definitely do just think, like you said, I feel like the Kings are just a good matchup for OKC, right? Which is great. I mean, too That's many a good teams, team, right? Too many times this year have we had to say. Kings just straight up cannot match up or can't play against this team. So it's nice to be on the other end of that list for once at least. Chris, real quick, yeah. and we have from the 916, was that the worst officiating officiated game that you guys have seen in a long time, or am I just nuts? I was pulling my hair out yesterday watching that game. Can you give the two the you have the the Yes, I have the box score. The here. box score in front of you. What were the what were the what was the foul differential? The uh, foul differential was OKC had 27 personal fouls. The Kings had 22. So OKC actually fouled more uh, times than the yeah. Kings did. Uh, the free throw discrepancy was 27 to 21. But as I mentioned to you, uh, OKC had 26 free throws going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They only took one in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kings took a total of six, but uh, some of those were at the end of the game uh, in in the closing situation. But my point is I I didn't think that it was that egregious. I mean, there was a couple calls here and there, uh, you know, a couple charge calls. charge was a rough go. Yeah, he drew two two charges on that play, and and they didn't give him credit for any of them. But, no, I mean, you, you said it to me, I think, during the break or before the show, I mean, and you also said it during the segment. I mean, Shea, this is just kind of what Shea does. Yeah, this, like, he's, yes. he's a foul merchant. He's going to yeah. look to try and draw fouls. And, I mean, we've been watching this team all year long, the Kings, that is. 
They foul all the time. Like it's right. not a surprise that the Kings are too handsy or or you know committing yeah. fouls like crazy. They've been doing that all year. Every Kings player at the end of the first quarter had committed a foul. Every Kings starter, every Kings starter right. had committed at least yeah. one foul by the end of the first quarter. That's just that's just a bit of what the Thunder do. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing to talk Kings, specifically De'Aaron Fox and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Where do you have them ranked amongst the best young players, 25 and younger? We'll get into that. And Keon, Neon Keon versus Davion Mitchell. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Herder and Fox steal from Gilgis Alexander. Drop off pass. Fox to Herder scores. Kings lead by four at 12 to eight. That was De'Aaron Fox. Swipe of the Fox doing what he does best. Swiping and leading to Kevin Herter scoring the bucket that made it 12-8. Sacramento, Siles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. 916-339-1140, want to be a part of the conversation. Nick from the No on the text line. Chris, please elaborate. What's Harrison Barnes' superpower? I'll wait. We're not doing this today, not Nick. Doing it. We're not doing it. There are plenty of other days to do it. A day like today when the Kings beat the second team in the West, can't do it. Can't do it. Won't You're going to have to ask about that. Yeah, sure. won't do it. He's got the superpower list. You know, yeah. we're not Flight. doing it. Yeah. Black but Harrison, fly, you know, right? he would be more of a Batman type. Oh, in terms of like powers. Yeah, right, because yeah, he technically yeah, yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> he has one, but. A vigilante. That's a lot. really adopted the dark. Whoa. Whoa, you had that ready. Okay, Simone is Simone has her A game today. So let's just let's just put that out there now as we talk Kings, OKC, and specifically the Kentucky Boys. It was a mm. Kentucky party and though, you know, we're going to talk later about Brock Purdy and Cam Newton and what he had to say about Tua, Brock and and also Dak Prescott and Cam Newton says something about the draft and how you, how Teams aren't ever looking for X player. I won't I won't spoil the whole thing. That's called a tease, people. But how execs are looking for a certain type of player when they draft. And we know that it's a gamble. If you are a Niners fan, you know all too well oh, yeah. that it's a gamble. Shout out Trey Lance, who Trey Lance, by the way, he's gotta be better than Easton Stick, right? Gotta be. Gotta be. Like, You're not, you like can't convince me. You can't convince me that Trey Lance can't get some burn somewhere yeah, if great. Easton Stick is out here. Getting getting prime time snaps. It's Somebody's got to explain that to Come me. On. But I think a pretty safe guess, because that's what the draft is, an educated guess, Kentucky guards. Yeah. Kentucky guards yep. is pretty it's about safe. about a 90% hit rate. At, at and I'm worst, only saying 90 yes. just to hedge Wildly some bets there. Safe. Just at, to hedge some bets. You at know, worst, Maybe they'll just be decent. Right. At worst. Right. Okay, so you had a Kentucky party last night with Malik Monk, Nuts. with Shea, with De'Aaron Fox, and you have two guys going head-to-head as it as it pertains to Fox and Shea Gildress Alexander. And oddly enough, they're both 25. I don't know if I'm alone in this, but am I the only one that thought that for some reason Shea was younger yes, than no, De'Aaron? I did too. I okay. definitely thought there was like a year, maybe a year and a half gap. Right. But- uh, yeah, as I was always making this uh, this top guards under twenty five list, shocked me to find out that Shea, yeah, Shea is twenty five himself. So it's really interesting when you think about the fact that they are really just step for step right now. They're in lockstep with with their progression. Both made uh, all NBA teams last year. Shea made first team, De'Aaron third, and 
Uh, both their teams seem to be making this leap at similar moments. Kings kind of made it last year. OKC made their own mini leap last year as mm-hmm. well. But, you know, now OKC's the two seed. Kings are the five seed as it currently stands. It's uh, it's awesome. I mean, and, and shout out Calipari, who, you know, I, get, I don't know what the game is in college basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. But if, if the name of the game is just getting guys in the league, I don't know if anyone's done it better than this generation for yeah. sure. Yeah, so – Got only one title to show for it, but right, still, but still producing talent. He's that car salesman, yeah. though. He's gonna he's gonna sell you something. Yep. And now you have two guys that are really going head to head. You know, I think that nationally, again, it's it's so confusing to me the De'Aaron Fox Sacramento thing, right? Because Sacramento is a small market, right? That's what most people would call it—a small yep. market. But oddly enough. It's almost like it's not small enough to have outside people think that it's being disrespected. Because this is going to sound crazy, but it's almost like OKC is such a small market. You have people riding for OKC because they believe it's so small. Basically, I'm saying Sacramento is like a tweener. And people... Well, it's a feel small like th- market in the biggest state in the world. Exactly, like, and know, people feel like outside state. people don't feel like they need to ride right. for Sacramento. How often do you see Shea Gilgis needs to be talked about more? Shea yeah. Gilgis or, or Mr. Halliburton. <laughs> or Mr. Halliburton, but Shea needs to be talked about more. He's number four yeah. on the NBA MVP right. ladder. And again, first-team All-NBA last year. <laughs> first-team All-NBA. He's number four ahead of Luka at five. Okay, Jason Tatum at six, Tyrese at seven, Anthony Davis at eight, Devin Booker at nine, LeBron at 10, and then they have a next five, and De'Aaron is in that next five. But oddly enough, the the outside basketball world feels like, hey, man, it's OKC. No one's talking about them. And and Sacramento gets put in this awkward category to where nobody feels like they have to ride for them, even though – they're not considered a big market either. It's right. a weird in-between that I feel like yeah. Sacramento's in. Yeah, no, and it's also strange that Shea seems to be getting the, oh, he's got nobody else on his team, but De'Aaron has the, oh, well, you know, he's got another all-NBA guy, mm-hmm. and he's got a young rookie in Keegan Murray. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, Chet Holmgren's at 17 a game. Jalen Williams didn't look like it yesterday, but yeah. he's at 17 a game as well. He's got just as much help over there. Like the sim- the situations are so similar. It's almost like doing a Brock Purdy and Tua. We were yeah, just doing this. Yeah. Like they're in very similar situations, and it doesn't really feel fair to have a criticism of one and not, you know, criticize the other for having the same situation or, or vice versa, complimenting one on having something and the other on not. Because really, they. I mean. Too much does it have to be, especially in these MVP or in these, you know, who is better debates. It's got to be you got to put one up on a pedestal and you got to tear the other one down. With these guys, it does. It just doesn't have to be like that. They're both so spectacular, and I, I feel like both of these guys. It's unfortunate that you know, all NBA sometimes is a popularity contest because to me, you know, these two and Tyrese, that's the battle for first-team All-NBA guard, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the, the these two guys and Tyrese, the performances that they have put together through 22, 23 games so far this season, it's been the best of every guard in the NBA. Yeah, and I'm looking, I'm looking here. 
And okay, so Halliburton is 23, LaMelo's 22, which is crazy. Kind of insane. That's nuts. Jaw is 24, Garland is 23, Maxie's 23, and Luca, who is kind of just a Swiss Army is he, knife. Yeah, is, is he even a point guard? Is is 24, and I don't know, I don't know what it is, and I would take it, I would take it a step further to say if you removed, and I know they are a higher seed right now, the Thunder are. But if you remove Fox from the Kings and Shea from yeah. the Thunder, I think the Thunder would ball out yeah. harder than the Kings. Yeah, I, I think do. they'd probably have a better chance because of survival. Of, because yeah. of, partly because of how they're constructed. Right. you got Jalen Williams who can run it, right. Giddy that can There's run it so too. so many good young so players I, you know, when Case and Wallace. This even. MVP talk is always going to be confusing, but the idea, some people think it's not close. And some people think that – Shea is oddly disrespected. I, I don't yeah. get that one. 916-339-1140. Let's get out to our guy, TC. Wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, TC? You're on Styles and Watkins. Happy Friday, my guy. Man, happy Friday, Styles and Chris. Man, what's going on? Just happening. What you got for us? Hey, look. Hey, just, just a little bit. Hey, it's crazy to see, man, but it's a good thing to see how the boys, we always match up well with the upper teams and, like, it's crazy to say, but we a bad matchup for the Thunder. Bad matchup for the Lakers. A bad matchup for some of these top teams, man. And just, it's crazy to see that. And then the lower half, we always struggle with. But that's just another story. It's not doom and gloom. But um, our boys is ready, man. They look good last night. We just got to play like that consistently. You know what I'm saying? They'll get up for the games and motivating. And I know they hear us on these big airways. It, it probably don't matter and they probably don't care. But I'm pretty sure they'd be listening to us, man. And it seems like every time a bunch of people call in harping, these guys come out blazing. Seriously. And another thing on the trade talk, how spicy, because I keep saying this, how spicy do you think that Siakam trade is? I mean, they keep saying that we in on that. You think we really in on that? You think we don't go hard on that for him and our, our OG? Man, yeah, no, TC, thanks for the call as always, man. Enjoy your weekend. So we're going to get into that even more because Jake Fisher put out an article yep. for Yahoo Sports. And you want to talk spicy on a Friday? The bottom line is this, and this is what Jake Fisher is saying, which we've already been talking about on the show. I think it was pretty obvious the way Masai Ujiri's been rocking and rolling and holding yep. these guys hostage for the last couple years now. Keegan is Keegan would be a part of that. Yep. That is the spice meter. Yep. Okay, so whether it's Keegan and HB and a couple picks, whether it's Keegan, Herder, and Davion, Keegan would have to be a part of that. So ask yourself that question, and we will ask ourselves the question and put it out to you, the kingdom, the beam regime as well. Is Keegan untouchable? Because that's what it's going to take to get Pascal yeah. or OG. Now, Zach Levine? Because that contract is kind of terrible? Maybe not. Right. Maybe not. And I have some arguments, me and Chris are going back and forth, about maybe Zach Levine, maybe that fit would be a bit better than we initially thought. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into all that. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we're talking Neon Keon Ellis versus Davion Mitchell. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. Talking Kings, talking Thunder, talking Shea, talking De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento Zone MVP, and talking Keon Ellis. Do we have a nickname for Keon yet? Am I missing one? No, no, nothing yet. Let me let me check his basketball reference. I would guess not. Um, How long until he gets his own sounder for threes? How does that it's work? Probably going to take a while. You think? There are no official nicknames uh, listed on basketball reference for Keon Ellis. So, sounds like an opportunity. Sounds like the sack chat has a job to do on this yeah. Friday and the text line as well. 
916-339-1140 as we talk Kings taking care of the Thunder 128 to 123. Yeah. Isn't it nice? For the Kings to be the team that owns another team. <laughs> it's great. I, I'm, I'm sick of the Pelicans. We The Kings are the Pelicans to the Thunder. Isn't that wow. nice? <laughs> That's a sentence. <laughs> the Kings are the Pelicans to the Thunder. And I'll take there it. There you go. I'll take it. Isn't that nice? Because the it Pelicans have, have had the Kings number and the Kings have had the Thunder number. And, you know, you can break down why as we will. At 11 o'clock, but just want to give some flowers to Keon Ellis and and really the confidence that he's playing with right now. You know, it is really hard, Chris, to even look up. I'm, I was trying to look up the ranking of backup point guards, and it doesn't right. even really exist. You know why? Because people don't care. For that. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. People don't care until you do care. Right. Right. And I know that when we had our own Brendan Nunez and Frankie Cardicelli here for the for the roundtable, our Sacktown Sports Kings Insiders, they talked about, hey, Keon's still getting the ball poked away a, a little bit. Right. He still needs to refine some things as a point guard. But confidence is key, and he's playing with a level of confidence. I think the, the kids call it aura these days. It's not swag anymore. Swag is old. Really? It's aura. I now you like tell aura me aura is old. You're younger than me. I'm washed. I've been washed. Simone, it's aura now, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is. I'm telling you. It's a thing. I still say swag, okay? I still say swag. But whatever you want to call it, he's got it right now. He's 23 years old, okay? Young. Still on a two-way, but he can still be molded. He can still yeah. – He. it's a very great starting spot for yeah. Keon Ellis. And there's no way to talk about Keon Ellis without talking about Davion Mitchell and what is going to be next for him. I think it's pretty clear that they will probably, as we talk trade a little bit later, he's going to be a part of whatever whatever move they make because yeah. he does have value as a one-on-one defender, and he's still improving, too. Still he's, a young he's, guy, he's, too. He's still right. young, too. But the way things are going right now for Keon Ellis, as we literally just sat here on these airwaves yesterday and the day before saying, is there really a difference? Now, I, I don't know. If you played Davion more, what would happen? But Davion's had the last couple years, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, going back to the Trey Lance-Brock Purdy thing, Keon has shown more in a couple games than we've seen from Davion in the last couple years. And and Mike Brown, we we love him for his ability to be dynamic, right? And and for not being stuck on something and just riding the hot hand. And when Keon Ellis is not – Chris, there were so many pump fakes when he first started. Yeah. And we were thinking, dude, shoot the basketball. We know fly. you can shoot it. You mm-hmm. just did it against the Rockets. You were doing it in G League. You are in there to shoot. You are yep. in there to not disrespect the basketball gods, as Mike <laughs> Brown said. And I don't know. I think it I think it just happened gradually. But now you see him, and he's getting – he's not just shooting threes. Yeah. He's getting to the lane. He's yep. kicking out passes. He is creating as well, and you just need a little bit of that time to get De'Aaron that breather or whatever the case is, and I got no complaints right now. Yeah, no, I mean, especially, yeah, like you said, if he's going to play with that backup unit especially and, and you know, it, the the ball handling is is something, like you said, I mean, that's that's still a work in progress. I think the Kings just are trying to get him on the floor, and when he's playing with that backup unit, especially if he's got Malik Monk next to him or if he's got Demonis Sabonis next to him, it's just not imperative that he's an excellent ball handler because yeah. those guys are going to have the ball in his in their hands more times than not. Like you said, Keegan's, Keon's just he's just got to hit his shots, and I think 
that's that's been the biggest development of these past couple weeks, like you said, is he's just letting it fly. Mm-hmm. He, it's okay. Mike Brown talked about uh, yesterday, and he's been talking about for about a week or so now, just with, with questions being brought up about this team shooting through their struggles, and even if they don't have it on a given night, not really going to something else. I think – that that Mike Brown wants them to take good threes. And at the end of the day, if they don't go in, he's willing to live with it. But the fact, again, the fact that Keon's passing or was passing up on open threes, that tells that he doesn't have the confidence. And now that he is shooting them and, and just living with the results, as long as they're good shots, I think that's playing free. And I think it's allowing him to really just spread his wings and, and be comfortable. Because if you don't have to worry about, oh, I have to make this shot or else mm-hmm. or else I'm getting pulled, that's you're not going to be playing free. You're going to have that in the back of your mind. You're going to yeah. play timid. You're going to play reserved. Maybe you pump fake when you shouldn't have because you're afraid you're going to miss it or you're thinking too much. And and I think it's a, it's a credit to Mike Brown also to let Keon have a leash. It's not like he just said – hey, you played well, we're going to go to you instead of Davion. Don't mess up the opportunity. You got three to five games. Yeah. It's been, what, 10, 12 games that that he's given Keon? And like yeah. I said, some have been good, some have been okay, some have been mad, but he hasn't just gone right back to Davion. He's really, truly given Keon an opportunity to get to a comfortable level. And I think on a night like last night, you were able to see the the fruits of of that patience, and yeah. you know also that was a familiar opponent for 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 Keon. I f- completely forgot until Frankie reminded us on Thursday. De'Aaron didn't play in that OKC game. Right, Keon started for yeah. them in that game, and I think he played thirty minutes as well. So I think it was a total combination of all of it. But I I do think that it all starts from Mike Brown just allowing his guys to go out there and play free and be themselves and work through their struggles and. Mm-hmm and not really punish them for just, you know, I, I wouldn't say playing bad, but just for not making shots. Right, right. And that's the main thing, because no matter what lineup that Keon is in at this point in time, what, at highest he would be the fourth option, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably the fourth fifth. or fifth. Right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. But maybe at some points he would be the fourth option. But the bottom line is every team, because of the because of the shooters that are on – this basketball squad and this roster, every team, it's not disrespectful to Keon. It's just they don't have a choice. Right. So you're going to get left open because if they're bringing help to De'Aaron, who, by the way, De'Aaron and his threes, we'll get into that. Oh, my gosh. Because I sat, I sat here, I said, look, man, he shoots lefty, so <laughs> I, I think we got something here. Yeah. And you said, Allen. I didn't believe it. Allen, I'll be the first to tell you. You know, and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be on you about this Feel all free. season long. Feel free. As long as he keeps making shots, why not? Hey. And and De'Aaron, I think that teams respect him little by little even more now. Yeah. But if it continues like this, that's another body they're probably going to have to bring. It's over. Right? So, Keon, if you happen to be, because Mike Brown's been changing things up a lot. Yeah. Keon, if you're on that floor, whether it's Keegan rolling, mm-hmm. whether it's Herder rolling, which we'll get into Kevin Herder because <laughs> he was not rolling last nope. night, but we will get into that. We're positive right now. Right? Whether it's any of these guys, they have no choice but to help and Keon, we just have to leave you again. It's yeah. not disrespectful. So if Keon says, it's it's not the same as pickup where it's you're open for a reason. Well, yeah, it is. You are open for a reason, but not because you can't shoot. Because the other, the guys, other guys, we've just seen can't. them shoot more, so right. we don't have a choice. So I think that Keon understanding that 
the coach has that belief in him, and that's why he's in there. Hey, yes, you have the length on Davion. We know you're great defensively. We know you're a shutdown defender. Yeah. But we also think you can shoot it, okay? Because there are a lot of guys that you can find, uh, Andre Roberson or whoever from back in the day, yeah. who they can defend. But can you be a 3 and D guy? Yeah. A lot of people can do one or the other. If you can be both, I'm, I'm sure the coaching staff is saying, you can make a lot of money in this in this league oh, yeah. if you're able to do it to do that and you find a legit role. So I see you, Mike. We got to get to it. Simone is saying we got to get to a break. But, Mike, we will get to you as soon as we come back from the break. So hang on. We're just got to pay some bills. We will talk when we get back. Sals and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.